Hello, welcome everybody. This is Neil with Portal to Ascension. So happy to be here with you all. And we are coming live right now for another um, interview in the series that's been going on that Tangila has been doing with Joan in regards to all the speakers that we have at a really amazing upcoming um, conference, guys. This is um, a collaboration, a really a co-creation between Soul Search, which is just an epic platform that is positioning, as I've been saying, positioning themselves to be one of the, the, the largest conscious directory in the world, really has an amazing platform out there, and um, Portal to Ascension. So not only is it an initiative, if you will, for us to really come together and join forces, but it's also an incredible event, two days, uh, many speakers. And again, I'm doing it with my good friend right here and my colleague, Tanjila. So um, Tanjila, it's been really great doing this event with you. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Neil. It's been awesome working with you and putting all of this together. Um, you know, both Neil and I share this great vision of bringing out, you know, this knowledge, information, messages of ascension to and consciousness to the world. You know, that's really like my mission. And so it's Neil's and Neil's been doing this through his incredible platform portal to ascension for so many years, hosting all these incredible events. And now we have Soul Search coming in, really providing this online directory for people to then find people to support them and guide them on their own ascension and awakening process. People like Melissa, who's joining us today, and all of the amazing healers, teachers, and guides that you've been seeing on the interview series. So, you know, I just love this co-creation and collaboration that we have together with Portal to Ascension and Soul right. Search, bringing forth um, this information, this knowledge, this wisdom these teachings and the teachers to be supporting us in this experience together so yeah. thank neil for thank you uh, yeah your well, you're really creating you're really creating a grid work like so it's the whole thing is the energy of inclusion is much more harmonic than exclusion you know and what's happened in this world as we're evolving um and the divisive energy that has been out there has always been about excluding the masses from the truth and um, so whether they had the same information and awareness that we do or not, it doesn't matter. Just the fact that the only way we can make change is by going against what is being put out there, which is the division and coming together in unity. Right. So that's what we're doing with this event. A really example. This is an example of that. But it's also what you're doing with your directory because you're creating a place like a one stop shop now for all things, all umbrellas within it. Um, creating a new global directory, just like the yellow pages of the old times, you know, you're basically like the yellow pages of the consciousness world, the Canadian grid works everywhere. So I'm just really happy to, you know, working with you. I think you're doing amazing things and I'm excited for everything you're going to create in the future. Thanks so much. I'm excited for everything mm -hmm. we're creating together and bringing forth yeah. in this Straight new up. earth, in this new earth yes, paradigm. Yes. And, you know, this Ascension of the Soul Conference is really exciting. As you guys have been seeing, we've been exploring all these different aspects of Ascension and what it means. It means something different to each one of us. Each one of us are on a very unique journey. And mm -hmm. we have so much to learn from in terms of all these different perspectives that our own practitioners and Ascension experts have in giving us guidance, giving us their experience and what they've been through, which as we've heard, like people have been going through some really rough dark nights of the show, soul, shadow work, you know, no, it, no one came in on this show and was like, I woke up enlightened and I'm just here to, you know, teach and impart my wisdom. Everyone was like, you know, I came to this planet, you know, I've been through some things 
and I'm here to walk the walk with you. And I think that's really exciting too, to be able to get to know our Ascension guides and see that, you know, each one of us are human, you know, uh, having this human experience and we're just doing it all together. So. Right, exactly. And so I'm going to take a moment here just to share the page because um, everybody, this event is actually a free event, no charge event. So you have no reason not to sign up. So go ahead and sign up and you get unlimited replay access. So even if you can't attend the actual day, you can get unlimited replay access, watch it back anytime you want. But here is the event page. Just want to kind of go over a few of the people that will be there. Again, it's two days, October 29th and 30th, the end of this month. And do you want to briefly attend, Jill, maybe just talk about some of the practitioners you're excited about? Sure. I know you're excited no. about them. Of course, we have Melissa joining us today, but you know, we have Deva Vidya who will be talking about the dark night of the soul. You know, she is a shamanic priestess. We have Peyton Tons, who is a quantum psychologist, talking about the psychology of awakening. We have uh, Kalina Malnar, who's talking about living multidimensionally as a multidimensional way shower. Raquel Spring, talking about the astrological perspective of ascension and awakening. We have uh, Laura Quirk, talking about miraculous healing. Scott Katamas, who is a love coach and relationship coach, talking about managing our animal bodies during ascension and Joan of Angels of course you guys know her so well talking about mm -hmm. managing our angelic frequencies during ascension so it's just really incredible to see all of these different speakers coming together giving their different perspectives their downloads their practices that then we can continue going back to like as Neil said this is going to be available on replay so if there are certain downloads certain activations transmissions practices that you you mm -hmm. feel, wow, I really resonated with that. That was really amazing for me. You can keep going back to that. And you can also contact any of our um, healers, practitioners, guides at any time to start diving in even deeper. Yeah, exactly. And one last thing about the event before we get to our guest for today is that um, you can actually, first of all, you can sign up by going to portalcenter.org and just click on the link, right? Um, click on events, upcoming events, and you can sign up right there. And this event is really um, an activation, if you will. Like it's like 30 minute segments. I believe we have over two days, 30 speakers. So, and a lot of these uh, individuals are practitioners of energy, if you will, facilitators of, of your own healing, right? So um, with their wisdom and their information and their activations is pretty much like a vibrational bath for two days, right? So definitely come check it out, guys. Free event, portaltension.org events. So, exactly. And we yeah. really wanted to make this into a free event because we want everyone to have, have access to this. You know, we are in the ascension, you know, we are right. in this awakening process. And we just want all of you guys to know that you're so supported, so loved. There's so much guidance, practice you know, available to you guys. And we wanted everyone to have access to this wherever you are, even if you've never heard of Ascension, you've never heard of Awakening, you've never experienced energy healing. This is your chance to dive in with us for two days and see what this is all about. So we're really excited exactly. to have all of you guys with us. Exactly, we are. And okay, so I'm also excited for today's guest because um, you, I believe you lived with her in Sedona one, right? You were really- Yes, and I'm actually her. in the this house is... with her right now. Oh, what? Okay, there we go. <laughs> so, okay, you're really connected to her. Um, I've connected with her a couple times. We had a great experience on the Mastermind group, and I've just been waiting for this opportunity to get to know, get to know her more. So do you want to go ahead and invite Melissa? 
Amazing. Yes. And I'm going to introduce Melissa. So Melissa Fike is actually one of my closest friends, mentors, guides. Um, you know, obviously I know hundreds, if not thousands of healers, and she <laughs> is the healer that I work with. I personally work with, and she's been an incredible support and guide for me in my own personal journey. And she's incredible. She supports spiritual adventurers and helps you to raise your vibration and align with your authentic path. She's a best-selling author and a multidimensional channel. She uses metaphysical topics, ancient practices, and the Akashic records to help you heal and transcend your past lower frequencies. Uh, she's helped me actually release a lot of old frequencies, you know, a lot of old karma, a lot of things that I was holding on to and that were holding me back. And she does this um, work so that you can anchor into more of your higher consciousness. So you can really live your life on purpose and on mission. She's the best-selling author of A Radical Approach, The Akashic Records, Master Your Life, Raise Your Vibration and creator of Activating Ascension Classes, Intuitive Development Certifications, and Akashic Records Certifications taught through her Spiritual Expansion Academy. And she's a highly advanced intuitive. Like if I am ever missing anything, I call Melissa. I was missing a laptop. She knew where it was. It was in the ethers and told me I was getting it back. She gave me exact guidance on how to do it. It reappeared magically a few hours later. I lost a cat. She told me he was hiding because he was angry with me. And I followed her advice and he returned. <laughs> so, so she really works at all the multidimensional levels. Really amazing. From helping me clear past karma to helping me find missing items. You know, really, Melissa does it all. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Melissa. Thank welcome, you for Melissa. joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Oh my gosh, Pedrilli, you're so funny. Um, I appreciate being here and gosh, I love you both. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. I'm so excited that you're here and just like the connections that we've had, the few times that we've interacted with, um, were just really profound, you know. And I would as I we spoke about a few minutes ago, and we'll get into later, maybe, is I want to share the dream about you. But um, I'm really excited to get to know your journey. I, uh, what a question I really like to ask people are is, what, was there a milestone moment in your awakening? Were you open into a family? Was, did, were you raised in a family that was open to all this? Were there some resistance between your family members? How did you even become this and awaken up to the truth of, you know, what's going on in the universe and your place within it? Um, yeah, that's a great question. So let's start in the place of, I was raised in a normal family, um, you know, semi-religious, but nothing substantial. I always had a lot of gifts. I just knew things. And I was, I would say now looking backward, I was kind of wise for my age a lot. But I also went through a lot of difficulty because I was very empathic and, and, and sensitive and intuitive. So I didn't even know that back then they didn't talk about empaths. So I would feel people's feelings and I still feel them so deeply. And I think with me, my path was very specific as far as when I came here, I had to be very mundane in my life. I needed to experience everything up until my high school years was very, you know, just human experience. Um, in high school, I started to learn about astrology and, and psychology. And I was just 
really fascinated with the human. And because I'm so fascinated with the human, I kept on diving deeper and deeper and deeper into who we are as a species, who we are as um, how we navigate our world, how we become either we head in a path of death and destruction, we head in a path of, um, you know, falling back and forth, the roller coaster of up and downs, and how some people follow the path focusing on the ascension. And as I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a dork. I love reading anything. And I just dove really deep into spirituality at a young age, actually. I was doing um, astrology charts in college. Um, and then you had a book. There was no computer program back then. And, um, but to look at this a different way, look, we all come here knowing that there is something more than this world that we perceive around us. Even if you didn't know you knew it, and now you're starting to be aware of that, that was still embedded in your energy codes. So if you're on your path and you've been on the path for 50 years, or you've been on the path for six months, it's still embedded in your energy codes because your codes are telling you this isn't all there is. There's something else. So I think for me, that's kind of what happened was I, I knew I had something, but I didn't know what it was. And I was kind of a crazy person as a young person, you know, I was very emotional. I had a lot of difficulties navigating all the energies. I still am very sensitive to energy. So if a lot happens, like literally I can feel it in every cell of my body. Um, and I didn't know that when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing substantial. My life has been very, my own drive, my own interest. And I just follow that. And that's been really beautiful and unique. Yeah, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Sorry, Danielle, I just wanted to say. So when right. you start having these galactic experiences, the galactic connections, like understanding and knowing and seeing and feeling like all of these different aspects of being, like when did that start happening? Were you born with that? Knowing that, you know, you have your, your Lyran and your this, or, or did that come later on? And how did that happen? Everything happened slowly for me. I think because I was kind of born earlier in the ascension, I was what I've been told since then, right? So now I know this, but I didn't know this then. I had to, things were slower 25 years ago than 30 years ago than they are now. And so I slowly built that. You know, um, my first experience that was so visceral was probably when I was um, when I was in a class and I just felt this wrapping of energy around me and I knew it was Archangel Michael. Um, but the galactic stuff came more probably, I'd say in the early 2000s when I started doing this work um, professionally, I had, um, I just had these experiences of, of past lives. My first past life experience, I was actually um, an elemental. So how did that happen? You know, like I was like, wait a minute, an elemental, that's, that's mm -hmm. weird. Um, so 
I've had a lot of experiences. And actually, one of my most profound memories also was the beginning of, I, I call it like the beginning of the Lemurian age, where I was a teacher and I was teaching the children how to navigate energies and how to use them in the more materialistic world because we were moving into that energy. And I knew there were these beings and I, and they told me they were the watchers and they were watching the experiment of the human being. And that was really fascinating. And I don't hear about them much. Um, actually, I should say my guides tell me not to um, get too involved with other channels so that I, I channel what's, you know, what is in my energy field. Um, but I have looked up the watchers, like, who are these people? And they are, they, they're, they're the Ascension Council, actually. Yeah, the watchers. That's, that's are- what I've been told. That through, throughout history, the watch has been mentioned many times in ancient scriptures, you know, and they've been polarized in all types of ways. So you never know, you know, because a lot, it's not, if they're polarized negative, doesn't mean there were, it's a lot of times the, the biblical t- um, context has been taken, you know, biblical information has been taken out of context. So there's definitely, you know, something going on out there in regards to a race that maybe even seated us that are watching over us, right? Yeah. And I didn't know that. I, I that was something. Um, I was still kind of new on my path yeah. when I, when I experienced this, um, th- this lifetime and I was like, who are the watchers? And I, I knew, I knew because I experienced and I knew what it was, but I didn't realize the extent of it at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a, a little while ago, you spoke about energy codes that people have as they walk in, right? Like basically um, they're embedded energy codes, but does is this for every single human on the planet? Do we all have these energy codes that are based on some level that we come down here and we have this um, idea that there's something missing, right? As you said, so is that for everybody, or do you think that some people come out down to earth without that awareness at all, or is there maybe that spark deep down underneath everybody, even if they aren't completely aware of it? You know, I I do believe in inclusivity, so. For me, I don't think that um, the creator of all that is or source, whatever you want to call the universal intelligence, um, I believe that he wouldn't say, oh, I like Neil better. I'm going to give to him and not you. You know, it just doesn't work like that. I think that um, as we're progressing, you know, I'm actually, I do know a little bit about the law of one. Uh, many of us are wanderers, right? Especially if we're we're very pulled into being teachers and healers, we're the wanderers. So we've lived on many planets, we've experienced many things. So yeah, our codes are going to be a little bit different than someone who's mainly incarnated in the human realm. It doesn't make it better or worse. Right. It's it's almost like there's um, the opportunity for liberation in everyone. Right. And as they say, within the Yuga cycle information, you know, the every ancient culture talks about the ages, but in the Indian scriptures called Yuga cycle, it says that even in the darkest of cycles, there are those that liberate. And um, just to bring what you're saying a little scientifically here, um, if we're all made out of infinite singularities, infinite zero points, right, that is basically the access point to the oneness. 
you know so that just like seconds everything you're saying that we all have these codes because we all have the access to the oneness just some of us maybe contractually or karmically came to have a different experience where we weren't fully experiencing our oneness you know but it's still there right it's still there because you have that potential mm -hmm. everyone has the potential of doing anything that is in alignment with their energy field and you know, I certainly recognize I wouldn't be a linebacker, right? I mean, it's just not in my makeup. But um, maybe if I loved football, I would could be a, um, you know, I could run a team or I could do be their massage therapist, right? So it doesn't mean that you. we all have potential, but it has to be in an energetic fit with you. And, and look, when people... They so many people suffer because they don't know what their potential may be, and they think that if they find it, they're going to finally be happy. Hmm. That's looking outside of themselves for something that's already within. Hmm. So, Melissa, what does like the Akashic Records have to do with all of this? I mean, I'm looking at your book behind you, A Radical Approach to the Akashic Records, and you know, people kind of you know in the spiritual realm talk about Akashic Records all the time, but what are they? How do they relate to people's codes? How do they relate to us fulfilling our potential and our mission? Like, what is, what are they even, where, what are they? Where are they? <laughs> well, they're everywhere, right? The records are everywhere. Um, I was shown many years ago, the Akashic records on the quantum field. And what I was told when I was channeled, when I was given this material, they said the time of like one lifetime after another is over. We need to transcend bigger patterns quickly. And the Akashic records lay on many layers, right? They're, they're dimensional. So there are the Akashic records just for the earth plane. So everything that the earth plane and any other beings who are associated with the earth plane, like the inner earth beings and um, other, you know, Sasquatch or anything else that has the um, earthly experience, those records are directly, you know, that's the library of those records. And then you have the library of the mental plane, the emotional plane, the records of, you know, other galaxies, um, other beings. So it's, it's a ma massive library that holds all the information, but most people have been taught, right, through many um, ways, in many ways, how to reach the lower records, which doesn't mean lower bad, it just is just for our own mind to understand linear stuff, but um, they're going to reach just a certain amount of your records. But actually what I was shown is that we have records in the, um, the Akashic is up in the quantum field. Now the quantum field holds the energy of potential and because it ho holds the energy of potential, you can go in there and rewrite those records. So the karmic energy that you came and incarnated in within this lifetime can be rewritten and reorganized and shifted to bring more of your own higher self through because even as wanderers, even if people have been, um, you know, multidimensional and done a lot of things and we're higher frequency, we chose to come here during the awakening to be the vibrational leaders. And because of that, 
we're, we had to take on some karmic energies and we had to have a way of rewriting our karmic patterns so that we could do our work and not just do our work, but live, live as much in higher frequency as feasible for us, mm-hmm. especially now, because we're in this transition. It's like, it's like taffy. It's like pulling all directions and stretching out, breaking, and then dream puts back together and it's a hot mess. So that makes it really important now for us to tap into Akashic and rearrange our contracts, if you will, than before. No. Yeah. And, and especially for the light workers and the, you know, star seeds, because they're the ones who are the, the vibrational leaders. They're the ones who are supposed to be holding the frequency for the ascension. So when you say library, um, are we talking about in regards to the Akashic records being a library, are we talking about like more than what we conventionally think of a library? Is it also like a data set? Is it also like blueprints and schematics technology of how we create things within that dimension? Like, would it be, you know, like, and maybe you can answer this, the question, what is the meaning to life? Because I, I personally feel it's experience, right? (laughs) And, And so is it the, the over, um, what's, what is, is it the, the higher dimensional library of that dimension in order for us to clock in our experiences for like the first set of clocking in experiences, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. So a few, I'll try to answer the two questions in there. The first one was, is this a library? Does it hold everything? Like I said, the lower records, they just hold certain information for the human plane and, and the, the beings who are connected to us, like the elementals and certain star families. And then the planes above that, they hold the information of everything below. So think about, um, you know, the bottom floor holds the information for the basement. And then the second floor holds the information for the first and basement floors. Do you see where I'm going with that? So the, the energy in the quantum field, yes, it holds blueprints and connections and codes and how to create geometric geometric frequencies and how to create um it is from the zero point energy it's um the the energy of possibilities so it's a vast experience like i've been in the lower records and that's easy to navigate the the records on the quantum is very easy to navigate but it's vast so I'll go in there, I'll never know what's going to come up. Um, and they just literally bring the information to you. So it's, it's you don't even have to type anything into the, the computer. You'll just go into the quantum, connect to the records in the quantum, because the records in the quantum, it they are a um, living energy, much more than the lower records. So the, the energies in the quantum, the um, Akashic in the quantum, is a living organism. It's a consciousness. And that's why when we are um, clearing the energies, the records can rewrite because our consciousness is melding with the consciousness of our own patterns and our energies. And it shifts it in a really profound way. Um, um, a lot of people are, are shocked of how much can be cleared in, in the, these records. And now you asked about um, the meaning of life. Well, I'm going <laughs> to, I am not saying that I know this or, you know, take everything that anyone says with huge discernment 
and does it feel right to you? But in human form, really, just we're just here to experience. And there's, there's not a lot of places where we have so much density. And it's not uncommon for powerful beings who have a lot of energy power who incarnate into families with a lot of karmic issues because they have the ability to transcend that quickly. And once they can transcend that, what happens is they are able to hold more light. So, yeah, on this plane, it's about experience. And, and honestly, I think a lot of people have come here at this time to really be of service. Like I know everything I do in my, I always ask, how may I serve? Show me how I may serve. Because when I hold that frequency, I am in a place of, um, it, it, it feels more in alignment with the divine. So I think I'm here to serve. And I think many, many, many others. And that's a purpose and a, a, the meaning of my life anyway. So, Melissa, we have a couple of questions coming in for you. Um, Anders is saying, you know, commenting wanders that Melissa mentioned. There's an interesting description of the law of one. The wanders actually are of higher densities, such as 6D, really advanced levels. And Elena says, do you think the wanders are like bodhisattvas or is that something different? Um, so, you know, what, who, what are the wanders? Yeah. I know you mentioned them a couple of times. What is, what are they supposed to be yeah. and who are they? I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm not going to say I know exactly what they are because, you know, I mean, like anything else, we're, we're filtering it through the human experience. Um, you also have to understand all the wanders are not just the, um, that was really the, the person who, um, the being, the collective consciousness that was being channeled was. 60. And when they say 60 in the law of one, it's, it's um, dimensions, uh, it's um, densities, not dimensions. Mm -hmm. So it's not, so what we would call 5D in ascension work, they call it 4D because we're moving down from, from the lower chakras into the heart chakra. So it's fourth density. Um, a wanderer can be fourth density or fifth density or sixth density. Um, a lot of the wanderers have transcended some of their karma. So they come here um, knowing that they may take on some of the karma, unfortunately. But knowing that, they came out of love and service. And they're usually, they're not always the person who is out in the world going, you know, screaming things out into the world. A wanderer can be a very, um, just a, a normal person just holding a certain frequency. So don't assume that every wanderer is a teacher and every teacher is a wanderer. Mm -hmm. um, you can't put people into these categories, um, but they did come out of service. And, and that's why I know for me, I had to be of service. And they told me I had to clear this much work before I could, they'd let me do the next love of my work. Because when I'm working with the Ascension Councils, they're like, you've got to clear this piece before you can move on. Because I actually, and many of us, not just me, like it's not just about me, but we have to hold a certain frequency to hold a certain light, to be able to channel certain information, to be able to hold a higher energy. 
and we're being kind of, you know, lovingly forced, you know, the, the, the parent who's coach coaching the kids, come on, come into the water. It's okay. <laughs> and the kid's scared. That's a lot of the white light workers. Right. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, I believe that we are wanderers. And what was the second question again about that? We're asking if if wanderers are bodhisattvas. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Um, I think, I mean, not necessarily because we have to take on karma. Bodhisattvas don't have karma, but yes. But, um, hmm, um, hold on. Cause I'm kind of, yes and no is the answer to that. Yes. Um, because they've already held a lot of high frequencies and, and a lot of these wanderers have memories of, of, of other experiences, even if they don't have to, like, I didn't have that my whole life, but all of a sudden, all this information came through of all these other lifetimes and, and, um, and that how I can travel interdimensionally. So I don't think they're yes and no is the answer that they keep on saying, because but not in the way that a lot of people put them into a box that they hold no issues because the wanderers had to take on karma to incarnate here. Right. Right. So you're basically what you alluded to earlier that um, some wanderers are just walking around the streets being normal people, emanating frequencies. So because they've, we've obtained that high level of consciousness, technically interdimensionally we are, um, but we're not all actively leading life on earth, but even though we are holding that frequency, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And look, nobody, there's no, no one saying this is in this box. This is the duality of our world. Let me put you in this box, you in this box, you in this box. I feel better knowing where everybody's boxes are. Um, and, and we're kind of moving away from that. We're more of a fluid energy and that's really where we're headed. And, and timelines are just like merging like crazy. So <laughs> it, it was really profound what you were saying about families and incarnating. Uh, I forget the words you said, but uh, karmic what, issues, challenges, like, Pattern. patterns, okay. Coming in with karmic patterns, because, you know, I would say majority of, and I haven't had in-depth conversations with everybody in the conscious community I'm connected to, but a lot of people I have, I realize the challenges that I've gone through are some of the most intense challenges that I've ever heard, you know, and it, it really is. If, and I keep saying this, like, if you come with amnesia on this planet, the best way to remember who you truly are is to really have that contrast. So you can remember your um, dual, dual, the dual self in the other world and the light, you know, and it, it's, you know, for me personally, I've been stuck in it and going through cycles where I, this trauma comes back to the surface and it gets really heavy. And um, there's so many more things I want to work through. And I feel like by breaking through these, I'm able to embody and become the teacher of the lesson of whatever that was that I had to transcend. And that's really why a lot of these people that come with these codes are here on earth to wake up and hence the name Wayshower, once we go through our challenges and we become the masters of our challenges, we have the opportunity to show the way to the light, right? Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because it, the traumas themselves, they get, they get imprinted into the cellular memory, they get printed into mm-hmm. the DNA, they, are, they imprint along the genetic line, culturally they get imprinted. And um, that's why 
when I'm working with people, I see it multidimensionally. Like it's not just one thing. I see it entangled. And, and they talked a lot in um, when I was um, channeling the book about the entanglement of all these energies, because that's why we can't heal. Like if I remember a past life, I can't heal a lot of the entanglement from one remembering a lifetime or remembering a trauma because it's so interconnected and entangled. Mm-hmm. So Dolores Cannon talks about the, the life between lives, right? And that you, you know, when you incarnate in the life between lives, she was regressing a bunch of people and they kept coming to this library in which they were adopting and taking on um, personality traits of individuals that had incarnated before. And side note, um, a lot of these personality traits, they incarnated and believed they had it as past lives, but they never did. They just took it from that library. Um, so is this a, the Akashic Records as well? And does the Akashic Records also hold information about past lives? Or is that just embedded in our consciousness uh, and we just need to tap into it? Well, you know, the, the Akashic Records, uh, I would say that was definitely the Akashic Records. And, and we have opportunities to um, absolutely embody other people's experiences. I won't, if I, if I move on to the next dimension and you and I, Neil, are hanging out and, and you're like, well, you know, I'm still working through this thing. And I'm like, oh, let me experience that with you. I could easily experience it because we're consciousness Mm -hmm. and, and that's really how we become so intimate. Um, You know, there's no separation and I can feel the feelings, understand it. And that's also a way of um, when we, when we do our, um, I forget what it's called, but when we go to the other side and we're like looking at everything that we've done, we actually understand and feel the feelings of the people that we hurt uh, when we are incarnated as well. And there is a good practice that you can do is, you know, if you feel like you've transcended some of your issues with someone who you are connected to in your life, you can go like, when I had that argument, how did they feel about that? What did they experience? And you can journal it or feel it just to kind of get an understanding because it creates a lot more compassion and understanding for other people's plight. Wow, very fascinating, Melissa. And so you you kind of you sometimes refer to them, and when I'm getting the messages, and you've 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 been referring to these the Ascension Councils. So so who are the Ascension Councils? Why are they there? What are they telling you? Um, what's their purpose with your work? Yeah. So um, I think many people connect to the Ascension Councils, and they call them many different things. Um, there are thousands and thousands of these councils and and many of us sit on some of those councils and they aren't just like some of them have never incarnated in the human form and some have um many of them live it's are, are beings you know galactic beings or star beings whatever you want to you know from different races um and all of those councils oh, and also they're also collective consciousnesses. And the, the reason I don't say like a certain guide or angel that I talk to, it's because it's never a, a one, it's a they. And sometimes 
I'm, um, I, I somehow I've opened up my energy enough that I'm extremely telepathic in the way that not like I read thoughts, but I experience all experiences at once. Um, and they told me it was, they call it telepathy. Um, but it's like, I know something, I feel it. And I, it's just, um, I, in one instant, I'm completely downloaded with a full experience, a full understanding of something. And, um, and a lot of times it's collective consciousness um, and many different collective consciousnesses. Um, and then the councils, they're individuals and collective consciousnesses. And they kind of are the watchers in a way because they're also guiding us, especially the starseeds the wanderers who are here to really um, bring forth this message and the energy of, um, of love and the ascension. And, you know, one thing that they've said to me is it doesn't matter as long as you're walking the walk and talking the talk at a, a certain percentage, like not every moment, like not every moment, everybody's going to be perfect. So when you have a moment where I call it the human moment, we have the human moment go, okay, that does not negate my abilities. That does not negate my healing, um, you know, my, my healing potential. It doesn't negate anything because we're all here to navigate the human experience. And some of us are like, whoa, this is a lot for us because we're not used to that much duality. And that's why we're at, for so long, and I still feel it so viscerally. So when I'm talking to these beings, a lot of times they don't necessarily completely understand our um, experiences here, but they're like, as long as you're keep on taking responsibility for your energy and, and trying to, or uh, being open to being compassionate and understanding for other people's issues and their plights, then you are still holding the frequency we ask. That's a long answer to your question. When so when you tap in and get this awareness, does this come from the Akashic Records or or does everything come from the Akashic Records? <laughs> I think that every I think that everything trickles through. Um, yes, some of it's from the records, but some of but of it's direct a direct line mm -hmm. to the councils. Um, you know, because they they're there we're here i mean i know for me and i can only really speak for me but i also like to be inclusive because look i'm no one i'm really not important i'm just a being who decided to come here so anybody has the same potentials nobody is like oh because i'm intuitive i'm great no that's not true you are intuitive everybody is but i know for me my mission here is service I am here to bring in the energy for the ascension, whether it's for one being, whether it be a dog or a human or thousands or millions, it doesn't matter. I'm just following my direction. Mm -hmm. And I just go, I just surrender into that because I'd rather receive the correct information from the higher energies than, you know, through my higher consciousness than my egoic self. Um, so yeah, I think that everything does, you know what, I'm going to share something interesting. Um, and this is just kind of a little piece of when they, 
what's happening now is there's a blue new blueprint that is being created right from zero point energy. And that blueprint is um, being encoded, right, with these certain codexes. And it's, it's going to be created, this is the Ascension blueprint. And that blueprint is going to be um, connecting with the blueprint of the human experience and all the other beings who are connected to the earthly plane, Gaia. And um, we don't throw out one blueprint and create a whole new one. It gets weaved together. And that's why a lot of like these pictures behind me, they are, that's how I see that. Like it's like a three, eight dimensional, like it's hard to explain um, a grid system, right? So a grid isn't just a dodectahedron. It's, it's so much more than that because it's a moving living energy. The blueprints of moving living energy, all the, um, all the matrix energy is all moving. It's not just lines. That's what we think in our linear ways. But what they show me is that everything is being created, but it's a movement of energy because it's a living consciousness. So the, the, the blueprint that's being created for the ascension is really just kind of starting to come down. It hasn't even like touched the surface. We've barely touched the surface. Um, from what they've shown me, I mean, I, I that's just what I hear. Um, but how? But it's a living energy. It's a consciousness, and it melds together. It's like, you know, if you knock a, down a forest and start all over again, it's not worth it. What they do is they're used. They have to use all the energies that are 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 um, available, all the materials, right, to build it. As you're saying this, I'm in like as you're saying this, a living energy. I'm imagining this like beautiful organic consciousness just like coming down into this system and melting and restructuring the matrix. <laughs> you know, yeah, pretty much. Yes, and we're part of that too, Neil. Right, mm -hmm. so we're part of that. Um, it's using our consciousness to our experiences, our understanding how we um, have built our own matrix experience as well um you know energy cannot be created or destroyed right it's just revamped mm -hmm. so, so what's your process in connecting to the akashic records or connecting to this uh, actually i'm more curious about this when you first connected to some sort of entity being library and went from not being able to connect what was that like for you like all of a sudden like whoa did you doubt it or did you just like okay finally i'm there and then what is a process that people can use if they want to connect to whatever source, higher dimensional beings, you know, all that. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, you know, it's, for me, stuff isn't so linear. And that's where it's hard for me sometimes to go like this was the point or that was a point. Mm -hmm. Because really, I feel like so much of my life has just kind of melded into an energy. Um, um, but, but I... For, I just think I was just open. That's really what it was. I didn't really doubt much because I, to be honest, I didn't care if I was wrong because that's the ego. The ego wants to control. The ego wants to care. The ego wants to be loved, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, look, I, I'd be around these people and they're like, I work with St. Germain. I work with this, like more of a ego energy. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't care who it is, as long as it's of the light, in the light, serves the light now, I'm open. And I've actually had, um, I've actually had people tell me that um, they've seen like portals around me that, um, that there would be like all these like thousands of beings. And that's because I'm an open, I'm an open channel. And I also come from the place of love. So that opens up that energy as well. And I've worked on some of my stuff. So I'm not, um, I'm not saying God, no, not perfect, but I'm more open. And when I experience these things, it's, it's a full, it's like I am everything and nothing at the same time. And, um, you know, I still feed my dog. I still walk out on the land. Like I'm very human. I still cry at, you know, certain things I, you know, get upset once in a blue moon, you know, it, I do have a human experience here and I want to, I'm here to be human. Like I like to eat. I like to play, you know, I'm human. So, um, I think that, um, we, we're so, so many people are interested in pulling themselves out of their humanness, but we really need to bring in more of our higher consciousness and ground it so that we can bring in the ascension. Um, I hope that kind of answered your question. It definitely did. Awesome, Melissa. So thanks so much for sharing all of these, you know, your, your work with the Akashic Records, your work with the quantum field. Um, I mean, do you want to share with everyone who's watching? We've had a lot of comments coming in. People love what you're saying, really resonate. Questions coming in about you know, even more so about like what you do and, um, but you know, like, do you just want to share with people a little bit about the work that you do at the individual level, as well as at the group level, you know, with courses and certifications, just to let people know? Well, sure. Of course. Um, I, I, I meant to answer this thing for Neil. I want to make sure I answered this on how to get to the Kashuk records in the quantum field. It's actually just expanding your consciousness and being open to being in the quantum because the quantum is in some place, you know, I can't drive there. It's just a consciousness connection. It's just being in that energy field. And if you really want, um, they can get the Kindle of my book and I literally tell you how to get there. Um, and, and it's, I have a meditations to help you. Um, and there might even be some stuff on, uh, somewhere out there, maybe in my podcast or something. So yeah, I just want to make sure that I didn't forget to answer that question because there, it's not anywhere. It's within us, right? There is no out there in right. here. It's all us. It's all You're us. You're not traveling to the Akashic Records. You're accessing it within you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, because they're your records and anybody else's. And every all that information is available to you, right? All that information is available to you. Um, so I definitely want to just say that, uh, my website, it's melissafike.com. Um, and you know, I, I do have a certification for the Akashic records on the quantum. I have a lot of different, I love to do meditations and activations and, um, light codes. Um, if you go to my, um, homepage and you scroll all the way down, I have a new um, meditation 
in there for um, synchronizing your chakras. It's very powerful because it's a it's a codex. It's light code energy. Um, recently, that I am creating right now, um, I'm going to be doing a workshop called um, Star Alchemy Mystic. So it will all be about like um, activating your star code and um, opening and channeling information on that. Um, I'm working on that. That's something new that has come through that's been really exciting for me. Um, and I do take one-on-one -on -one clients and yeah. Um, but, you know, really discern for yourself of anything that I have, everyone has. Right. Anything Neil does, anyone can do. We're not special. We're not unique. We're just, we just answered the call and said, <laughs> sure, I'll do that. Right. Tangela's like soul search. She's like, yeah, okay. Well, oh, okay. good. That's all we do. And just answer your own calling. And um, you'll, I just like to encourage people that everyone has that in within them. And Activating those light energies and those light codes or the star codes, that's really powerful and palpable as well. Mm, beautiful. Melissa, thank you so much. Um, you know, before we let you go, I want to say a couple, reiterate a couple of things that you said here. One of the most profound statements ever, I am everything and nothing. You know, like the depth of that understanding that you are everything and nothing at the same exact time and embodying that paradox goes beyond even just that statement you know which really means so much and then like what you just ended with answer your own calling <laughs> you know that's what we're here to do is your own calling you call yourself to be here and this awakening is for yourself for your own soul for your experience but at the same time it's for the collective because you are an emanation and a fragmentation of all that is right so it's beautiful like how we are so collect um connected, not unique, but also divine emanations and sparks of consciousness that can't exist without our presence, right? So that's the I am everything and nothing at the same time. So, you know, thank you for just your beautiful energy and your insight and wisdom. Really appreciate all that you are. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Love you guys. Love you, Melissa. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing um, who you are and your experiences. And what I love about you is that you are at every moment working at such multidimensional levels in all of the multidimensional realms, yet you're like, you know, I'm not unique, you know, you all can do it too. You are doing it too. And that's such a great reminder for all of us, because I think, like you said, we tend to look outside of ourselves, you know, and be like, that person is the savior or that person has all the answers, but you know, you keep bringing it back and say, everything is within you. And everything is within us. We are the universe, yet everyone is the universe and we are not <laughs> unique And in that way. And, and that's, that's the beauty of unity consciousness and the ascension is when we can truly begin to embody that, you know, that unity, that oneness, that experience of being like, I am everything, I'm nothing, I'm, I'm all and I'm one, you know, and, and really beginning to be that fluidity of energy that we are. So that's so beautiful. Just, I can just feeling that shift of energy through this entire conversation together, me moving out of my own linear matrices. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you felt that shift happening. I did. I feel like we were on a journey through the Kashi Records. I feel like the Kashi Records were here to support us in this whole interview.
Mm-hmm. I think that what, what really happened is that the um, Ascension Councils and the star code energies were being activated by anybody who's listening now or in the future. So that's what starts happening when we open up this energy and, and it flows through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank so you once again, Melissa. So Appreciate Melissa. you. This is awesome. And so for all of you watching, Melissa will be again joining us on the Ascension of the Soul Conference, October 29th and 30th. You know, she will be presenting about, you know, um, Ascension and the Quantum Akashic Records and taking us on a a deeper dive with her, um, a deeper journey with her. Uh, which is going to be amazing. And then all of our other speakers as well. So it is a two-day conference. And as Neil said, it is a two-day activation where we have all of these incredible speakers coming together, giving us their 30-minute downloads about the ascension of the ascension with the energies and the codes of the ascension so that we can really then you know, share this experience together and continue in our own activation and ascension process. So it's going to be exciting. And like Neil said, it is free. We have made this open to all of you because we want all of you to be sharing in this experience with us together. You know, it is really our mission to bring this experience, information, knowledge out to the world. And so mm-hmm. invite your family, invite your friends, invite your coworkers, even if they think you're crazy and you're like, they would never even get this stuff. They have no idea what we're talking about. We're shifting. Consciousness is shifting. What was hidden is now coming out into the open and we are all here to bring it out into the open together. So we're really excited just to be co-creating this event with all of you, with all of our speakers and with all of you guys, because it's our energy together that makes this into, you know, a reality for, for, for the here and now on this earthly plane. Mm, exactly so the way to register everybody is you go to portaltoascension.org you go to events click the online events tab you go down a few events here three events and boom the ascension of the soul summit two-day event 10 29 10 30 if you're into into this if you don't know if you're into it and you want to learn more about it if you want to if you feel like you don't have enough time to be a part of this event these are um you can still sign up because you not only get the replay and unlimited replay access but say that you want to attend this event but you maybe can't even uh, check out all the presentations just put it on in the background listen to the frequencies this is like really a unique experience it's a two-day frequency download and activation so put this awareness on listen in tune in be a part of it or just have it on in the background while you're going about your day and let's all collectively um, create that vibration that can create unity, harmony, and peace on earth. Because really it's like whenever we do these events, I imagine like a light grid all over the planet with like this matrix system that's connecting all of us. And we're all um, setting our intention for the collective uh, intention, which is the ascension of humanity into a higher octave of existence. And what that means is we're not escaping. We're not trying to go anywhere. We're all we're doing is we're embodying and embracing our present moment, experience on earth, emanating love, coming with compassion, being of service. And as we do that, our external reflection, which is our planet, will manifest a place that is good for every single person on the in the world, that we don't have to live in a system in order to basically um, monopolize and capitalize of impoverished people in order to fuel this elitist system that's been created. We can live in peace and harmony with this planet, with abundance, knowing that we have all that we need, right, and get out of the scarcity mindset. 
So this event really is one of those events that's going to hold that frequency. So again, go to events online and Ascension of the Soul right there, the third event. Please do sign up. Um, for everybody tuning in on the podcast, Portal to Ascension podcast, um, sorry you couldn't see the screen share, but just go to our website, sign up there. We'll also have it in the description. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So we only have one more. I think there's only one more interview in the series left, right? Tangela, you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, we have one more interview coming up with Carolyn Hosser, who will be talking about um, love, relationships, uh, sex, and neuroscience and the ascension. So again, coming in with a whole new topic, a whole new aspect, you know, ascension affects everything and everyone around us. And it's so many different aspects. And that's what's been so beautiful about the series and about this conference we're putting together as we heard today you know this is all a living breathing entangled intertwined consciousness and we are creating this together and when we can come together uh during these interviews we feel that energy shift we feel that energy upgrade and this is going to be two days of those downloads of us co-creating together, building these energies together, expanding together and bringing that forth into the world. So it's going to be yeah. so exciting. And just thank you all for who've been tuning in and joining us every every day with all the interviews. It's been really fun to see all of your questions. And I know I'm sorry we couldn't get to all of them, but you know, feel free to reach out to, directly to Melissa and you know, she's you know, engaged. She's here as one of our amazing experts and you know, tune in with us on October 29th and 30th. Exactly. Yes. And before we close out, let's all just take a few breaths together just to kind of just set the energy when we're all together like this, set our collective intention, create some inner peace for ourselves so that we can be peacemakers as we walk around the planet. So we're just going to close our eyes. And all we're going to do in this, these moments here is we're going to take three slow, relaxed at your own pace, deep inhales into your heart and out, just creating a relaxation of your entire nervous system. So go ahead and close your eyes, get ready, and at your own pace, three deep breaths in to the heart and exhale. All right, beautiful family. Thank you all so much for tuning in with us. Um, love you all very, very much. And we'll see you again soon. Take Thank care. you, everyone. Love you guys.